Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. First, I would like to start out by thanking everybody for last year. We are now facing season two of Sundays with Jeff Miller, which is very exciting. We finished out at exactly 800 listens last year and didn't get started until uh, late fall late summer, early fall this year. So we have a whole season this year to improve on that number, which I am looking forward to. Again, I ask that you continue to listen in. We're going to have publications from time to time. You might hear me a couple times a week uh, from here through the beginning of fantasy football season. It'll pick up as we get closer and closer, but there will be some times that during probably the NFL draft, uh, and some of the other things that are taking place in the NFL, you may hear a little more from me. So, looking forward to those episodes. Please continue to share Sundays with Jeff Miller with your friends. If you have anything you'd like to talk to me about, you can email me at sundayswithjeffmiller at gmail.com. We're going to be looking at some of the interesting that ta- things that take place over the NFL season. Looking forward to that. And don't forget to share that we're available on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Overcast. And you can also catch up with me, friend me, message me on Instagram and or Twitter at that Sundays with Jeff Miller. So thank you all for everything you have done to help grow this program. I am looking forward to our 2021 season in fantasy football. And some of you are probably saying, yes, but we're still in our season. Well, if you are, that's on you. I am not a fan and never have been of Week 17 playoff uh, championships and guys being able to pick up players that were never on their roster. I don't think that's how uh, fantasy football should operate. You want to try to be as realistic as you can. And then you have players like Patrick Mahomes, uh, who's not going to play at all this week, you know, just as an example, and he's a huge one. And if you were banking on your whole season, season, why would you want to not be able to have him play in your championship game? So I'm not a fan of that, so we're not going to talk much about that. Um, Today we're going to start out Season 2, Episode 1. Yay! Of Sundays with Jeff Miller. And the first thing I'm going to talk about today is kickers. That's right, kickers. The position that we all overlook in fantasy football but there are two this year who deserve a little recognition as they head into week 17 so I'm going to mention them Jason Myers for Seattle and Mason Crosby for Green Bay have both made 100% of their field goal attempts this season and in the entire history of the NFL only two kickers have uh, over 20 attempts have made 100%. That would be Gary Anderson and Mike Vanderjack. So Crosby may not make it. He needs four field goals week 17 to qualify. If not, he will be in a different group where only five kickers in NFL history over 15 attempts have hit 100%. So he could still achieve that. He's still there, but may not hit the over 20 attempts uh, because he lacks Uh, an attempt there. Seattle's Jason Myers does not. He just has to make sure he doesn't miss a field goal attempt 
this week. So those two guys, Jason Myers and Green Bay of Seattle and Green Bay's Mason Crosby, let's root for them this weekend to set another NFL history note in this weird fantasy football season that we experienced. A couple other things going on around the NFL. They're minor, but the Packers pick up former Seattle defensive tackle Damon Snacks Harrison to help solidify their defensive line for their playoff run. And then the Buffalo Bills, sounds like they're going to pick up Kenny Stills, former Texan at the receiver position. A few guys, Cole Beasley's injured there and John Brown, so I don't know how that looks. We don't really know when Cole Beasley's coming back, so they're going to try to shore up their receiving core by adding Kenny Stills. And then Cleveland still continues to battle for uh, the COVID (laughs) to have players play at all, and they need to win this week. So that's going to be interesting as we approach that 1 o'clock game time to start deciding who's going to make the NFL playoffs and who's not going to make the NFL playoffs. Another quick note I have is how about looking ahead to next year's draft? And my question here is this. We're going to be having the NFL draft in April. And this weekend's game between Ohio State and Clemson brought up some questions. And one of those questions is, now who do you take? Is is Trevor Lawrence better than Justin Fields? Sure didn't show it. Sure didn't show it. And I'm really curious as a college football fan and a huge fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes, yes, but I'm really curious that This week, they're going to vote on the Heisman winner. So before we play the championship game in college between Alabama and Ohio State, Mac Jones, who is up for the Heisman, and Devontae Smith also, uh, but they both have a possibility of winning. Now, we've all heard of the jinx that takes place when you win the Heisman. Those guys have not done really well over the years going on to win the national championship. So that's going to be curious how that plays out and how that affects the NFL draft, too. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the result of that is on January 11th. And I have another question for you. As we approach that January 11th date, one of the interesting things my son said is, well, what happens if these teams are struck or battle COVID between now and then? Would they delay the championship game in college football? I'm not really sure if we know that answer. I'm not really sure. So far, they have not been willing to do that. Games have either been canceled or played. And Ohio State has had some issues with that. I mean, in the Big Ten championship game, they did not have three starting linemen, one defensive player. Uh, They went into this game without Master Teague at running back. They had to use um, Trey Sermon, (laughs) which worked out wonderfully for them. Um, And then they were missing another one of their offensive linemen at guard, Miller. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But my my curiosity goes to the draft. Earlier last week, everybody was saying that Justin Fields was falling down the draft board, falling down the draft board. Well, I hope he falls far enough to be a Detroit Lion. How's that? I hope that happens. I don't think that he hurt himself in this last game. I think he helped himself. And it will be interesting to see how that championship game plays out and where these quarterbacks are so to speak five of them in the NFL that they project to be first round draft picks fall 
uh, as we get closer to draft day. Moving on from that, we're going to look at five running backs that we have questions for uh, for the season of 2021. That is my first episode. I want to talk about five running backs that put, I put on my list. And the first one is New York Giants' Saquon Barkley. And first and foremost with him, we have to question his health. Uh, he had the week one injury or week two injury this year. He did not get in a full year. And where do you rank him next year going into the fantasy football draft? Is he a top 10 running back? Is he a top 15 running back? Many of us have been burned by him. Uh, in this particular season, he only scored 15.4 fantasy points. Week one, he had 12.6. And then week two, 2.8. The week he suffered his injury, did not play anymore the rest of the year. But uh, his 2019 season, he only played 13 games, so health is a question with Mr. Barkley. 13 games, 244.1 fantasy points. Um, however, that total from last year would have ranked him fifth this year at the running back position in points per uh, reception leagues where you get one point, and then it would rank him 10th overall so where does where do you think that would put him he's missed he missed weeks four five and six in 2019 um, 13 games played he had 10 fantasy points or less four times in that season his low was 7.7 his high was 43.9 um, so that that kind of raises some questions for me you also have the quarterback question in new york daniel jones what do you think of him? I mean, is he going to help him or is he going to hurt him? And then I think the value there is that the Giants defense looked pretty good. I think that defense is pretty much intact coming back next year, going to be pretty solid. And that always adds value for running back because of turnovers and things of that nature. So what do you think? What do you think? At 244.1 from 2019, it would rank him um, fifth this year behind James Robinson. So that's the question I have for you for Saquon Barkley. Where do you put him? Uh, personally, having been hurt this year by picking him in in the first round, um, I am not leaning towards him as I'm looking at him more like around a 15th pick. If I'm picking in a draft 15th, maybe I'm going to pull the trigger if I have secured my RB1 first. He, he would be somebody I would be looking for huge upside from as an RB2. Uh, my next player is with the LA Chargers, Austin Eckler. Um, got injured this year, and so durability becomes a question. His 16-game pace, though, for 2020... 900 would have been 910 rushing yards, 85 receptions, 657 yards per game scoring, which would rank him 10th overall at 16.5 fantasy points per game. So versus wide receivers, by comparison, he is in the area of Justin Jefferson for Minnesota and A.J. Brown for Tennessee, who were ranked 11th and 12th in points per game. Now, we know the quarterback position there in L.A. with Justin Herbert looks really good. So on the last five games, that he, when he came back from his injury, the last five games, he was targeted 41 times with Herbert, which is eight targets per game. He had 31 completions, no touchdowns. 
and he averaged 65% of the snaps after he came back, which was really good to see from the L.A. Chargers. 65%, but only 12 carries and only 54 yards per game and um, no touchdowns. Like I said, 17.2 fantasy points per game was his average in those five games. And the question I would have for you there is, Anthony Lynn, does he return? And if he doesn't return, how does that affect Austin Eckler for the L.A. Chargers? It will be interesting to see how that plays out. And, again, where do you put him? And I'm, I'm going to say the same thing for him. You know, if I can, if I could secure him as a number two, I would definitely look at that. Probably not looking at him as my number one uh, if I was to pick a number one in the first round and that, and that presented itself. I would maybe consider him in the number two position uh, because I do think there's huge value in running backs who catch the ball, and Austin Eckler is that player. Over in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott raises a lot of question marks for all of us this year. He's ranked 14th in points per game at 15.3. Um, but Elliott, before Dak Prescott got injured, his 16-game pace was 1,165 rushing yards and 77 receptions for 554 yards and 19 total TDs. So where do you put Ezekiel Elliott in that mixture? The other side, he had five games under 10 points. He missed one game. Uh, he was a disaster during the fantasy football playoffs this year, despite Dallas winning their last three games and putting themselves in a position to possibly make the playoffs. So Ezekiel Elliott, big questions for next year. You're kind of wondering, you know, uh, we heard a lot about Tony Pollard. I don't believe, I don't believe he's going to cede very many carries to him, but I think Elliott remains a number one running back and definitely a top 10 pick next year, although there is risk, and there always is risk in fantasy football. How do you feel about Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys? And then I got a couple uh, younger players that I like want to look at here. Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, he finished very strong. His last four games, 58% of the snaps, 17 carries per game, 99 yards per game average, and 5.8 yards per carry. He had five touchdowns rushing, nine catches on 10 targets for an additional 71 yards with one touchdown. Um, and his per-game total for fantasy points was 22.9 fantasy points per game and a total per game average of 100, 116 yards per game between rushing and uh, catches. So uh, the question mark here, in my opinion, is all about Phillip Rivers. I do not believe Indianapolis brings Phillip Rivers back next year. I'm not sure who the quarterback's going to be, but I believe they're going to make a move there and honestly I think they're going to look for somebody who can help with an option read type quarterback um, not sure who's available yet really haven't dug into that but there are some and I think Jonathan Taylor needs that type of a quarterback which will make him even better Jonathan Taylor I think I made a huge mistake in my keeper league I mean I'm going to say it I'm going to talk about it between now and my draft I could have kept him as a fourth round pick but that was we had to claim our keeper week 13 at the conclusion. Uh, didn't really know where he fell after his playoff run. I feel a little more confident that he's a little better than that. Definitely looking at him as a top 15 player, in my opinion. I think he, and, and I could justify that and have no problem with looking at him as a, 
in RB1, RB2 next year in fantasy football. And then last but not least, this guy's way down the board, but I really think he showed signs, and I think that the Miami Dolphins are going to be a, a very good team next year fantasy-wise. Miles Gaskin averaged 17.1 fantasy points per game, which would rank him 8th this year in points per game. Uh, but had some injuries, so we kind of have to wonder about a durability there. His average carry per game was 4.18. Uh, he was targeted 42 times, had 37 receptions. Over 16 games, that average would read 960 yards rushing, 64 catches at 9 yards per catch, another 576 receiving yards, which would put him in the 1,536 total yards average. And again, if he hits that 17.1 fantasy points per game, we're looking at him uh, being ranked in the number eight area for uh, points per game. So that's pretty nice. I think he's going to be a deep sleep next year um, that you can get probably. I'm going to say he's going to be in that mid-tier range, maybe, maybe in the eighth round on. I would definitely consider him in that area as an RB3, RB4 type running back for my fantasy football team. So that's what I have for you this week as we look forward to week 17 in the NFL. I'll get back with you next week. We'll chat a little bit. Not sure. Maybe we'll look at quarterbacks. Maybe we'll look at wide receivers. Not really sure. Just depends on what I see and what I'm thinking about as we progress towards the playoffs in the NFL, which should be fun for everybody. Remember to continue to play nice, uh, love your neighbor, and have fun. Bye.